Hello and welcome to Lifetime on Court, the podcast where we discuss your favorite made-for-TV movies. Whether you love to hate watch or hate yourself for loving them, pour up a glass of your favorite cocktail and join us. I am your host, Patrick Serrano, and my guests today are... I am Drew Current. And I'm Rebecca Fries. Yeah. Rebecca's back in the house. Back, back in the house. Yes. For a very special episode. Mm-hmm. So, Rebecca and I have been working on a series. We're doing a series, Drew, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about eating disorder movies uh-huh. on that were featured heavily on Lifetime. They're produced by other companies. Right. But, you know, it was very much a trope of Lifetime movies. So yeah. we felt like it was important to talk about. And then Rebecca is my expert here. Um, I mean. Expert on what? No, you know. Right. <laughs> but yes. I just want to just say at the top of the show, if eating disorder talk is not your thing and you're triggered by this or need to not participate in this conversation, mm-hmm. you, now is your time. It's totally fine. Wait, come so- back, come back next week. We'll do murder. We'll do stalking. We'll kill cheerleaders. <laughs> we'll do whatever you want. We'll have a party next time where yeah. we kill the cheerleaders. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you know, this will be a biweekly thing for the next like seven weeks, or I guess fourteen weeks. We're going to do seven episodes about the eating disorder movies. Yeah. Um, and we'll alternate between an eating disorder movie and a regular murdery whatever movie. Yeah, to give you a break. You know, yes. keep it light. Keep to it keep, light. To keep it light. And like some light murders. Not to say that this is going to be very serious because I don't think that's possible with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with <laughs> these movies. Yes, they are kind of problematic or they just uh-huh. are problematic. And yeah. we'll talk about why. We'll explain it to Drew because Drew really did. Like, this is like double things that probably you don't understand. I mean, I don't know your life. Maybe you did have an eating disorder. I don't. I don't. I never did. I well, mean, I like food that's not good for you, but. Right. You know. Sure. Must be nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like but, those. I like uh, those things. Yes. <clears throat> so, you know, we'll be explaining eating disorders to you mm-hmm. and also the movie as well great okay. so i'll i'll make fun of the movie not the eating disorder itself exactly no offense but, to anybody right with an eating disorder <laughs> yeah. at least not on purpose right not we on love purpose you. we love you and you're great okay um so yes today we're gonna start with well rebecca let's welcome you before we get, jump in I how have you been that. what's going on uh things are good yeah, uh, I got a new job. I think since the last time I was here. Yeah, uh, I manage a gym. Nice. Work out a lot. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, living that healthy life. Yeah, which kind of ties in to what we're talking Ooh, about. Okay. Yeah. So kind you get of. free because you're of. the manager of the gym and you, you can work out for free there. Yeah. Yeah. Tight. It's a good time. That it's is. Tight. I mean, I worked at yeah. Bally's when I was 20. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. last last year when I was 20. <laughs> right. Because right. you're, right. you're 21 now. Right before it closed last year. Right before it closed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was uh, crazy. Yeah. It was a free gym also. Mm. Yep. So, you know, just lifting weights. It's a good time. Great. Uh, yeah. I also do editing for Patrick still. It's true. Um, on yeah. the Lifetime Uncorked blog. Yes. And that's your real job. That's the real full time. where the real money yeah. is. <laughs> that's where yeah. the real money is. He pays my bills. Uh, <laughs> and then I also recently started my own website. It's called RebeccaReads.com, uh, where I share my thoughts on books that I'm reading. Oh, so right. you yeah. can check that out. Yeah. Too. That's awesome. So many things. So many. But today, you are not here to do any of those things. No. You are here to talk about... The first movie in our eating disorder series, which is called Best Little Girl in the World. That's the title. Best Little Girl in, in the, the world. world. Colon, oh. the worst movie ever. <laughs> uh, it's based on a book <laughs> by, where's the name? Oh. 
It was a book? Oh, yes, it was a book. <laughs> it's based on the 1976 novel written by Stephen Levincron. Levincron? Oh. Oh, it was the... written by a man? Yes. So much of it makes sense now. Yes. Oh, my this God. This movie was the cover written. written the, the book. Explain the cover, Drew. Explain the cover. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> okay. So, so we have... <laughs> This guy, I know. This guy trying to pull food away from this woman who's eating something, and he's like, "Yeah, oh my god!" Well, that's it, amazing. It's a scene from the movie, Drew. So we'll talk about it. Okay, okay? all right. So <laughs> okay. this movie stars. Well, it stars, of course, Jennifer Jason Lee, Drew, who okay. you know and love. Yeah, yeah. This I'd... was one of her first movies, and she actually replaced Jodie Foster in the role. Okay. Really? Oh. So this is a very coveted movie of, of the time. It was 1981, came out on ABC, I think, maybe CBS. Okay. Um, it also stars Charles Dun- Dunning. Mm-hmm. Charles uh, Durning. Durning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ava Marie Saint from, uh, what is that movie? Uh, oh my gosh. I should have wrote it down. She won an Oscar for it the, on, with Brando. On the waterfront. On the waterfront. Yeah. Yes, yes. So okay. she was in that, and this I thought this might have been the end of her career where she was like done just playing moms. Yeah, she no, she to... had a long career after this. So this oh, was okay. like middle of her career, yeah, All doing right. a TV movie, just doing a TV movie, man. Yes, okay. So maybe she had to pay the bills, right? Yeah. All the stars of the movie are here, and this movie is a little different Drew, than ones we've talked about because it's the first instance of. Uh, an eating disorder being portrayed in a movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it also is serving as a PSA to Americans at the time about eating disorders because mm-hmm. they didn't really come out to, into like pop culture with this, this book um, written by my notes are all over the place. I have to keep looking at different tabs, but this woman, her name was uh, Hilda, Hildy brunch, Hildy brunch. Hildy Brunch. <laughs> she wrote a book in 1978 <laughs> called The Golden Cage, uh, The Enigma of Anorexia Nervosa. And that kind of is what all these movies are based on, like the, the science that she put behind it. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So there was a woman actually studying the, the, oh, good. the topic in the 70s, which is good. But this movie has no women on the writing staff, no women involved in production or directing. Yeah. I mean, it was 81, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. all men all the time. All men all the time. Great. Telling women stories. Thanks, What's Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> a Lifetime, like, I don't think has ever aired this movie that I remember because I've never seen it. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look like it. they would. Right. Is it black and white? No. Oh, it's, okay. it's just, like, very hard to find. We watched it on YouTube. Yes. Oh. Uh, and the sound is off from the dialogue. All the time. The whole <laughs> it's movie. It's out of sync. It's out oh, of sync. Oh, no. As, but it's, it's, like, real pixelated. Yes. Unless uh, that's just my slow internet. No, that's correct. But like, I think it was... Because it's just old. The resolution yeah. is bad. Yeah. 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 And it was a made-for-TV movie of that era, so mm-hmm. I can't imagine the quality. It would be great. Did yours, like, every once in a while, you see the VCR, like, mm-hmm. yep. Oh, okay. Like, so where it, like, grayed yes. out a little bit, and then it came <laughs> no back. So, you know. Yeah. But the reason we're talking about it is because it's the first. It's the first one. And it sets up the tropes that we're going to be talking about through this series. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. Yeah. So There's a long list. There's a long list of tropes. <laughs> we will teach them <laughs> yes. off to you, Drew. I admit. And to I our admit. listeners, uh, thank you if you're still here. <laughs> oh, <yes>. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So let's jump in. So we have Casey Powell. She's a very, very young Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee, by the way, lost like 10 pounds for this role. 
she was like 98 pounds. She got down to like 86 pounds. Jesus. I know. Insane. For a TV movie. Right. Yep. <laughs> That's what we call method acting. Yes. She's very serious. So she starts, it starts off with her running. Okay. Here's a trope for you, Drew. They all start this way. Every okay. movie about an eating disorder starts off with a woman running. You might remember women running in other Lifetime movies. They're they usually running. being chased. They're being right. chased by a murderer. Yes. These people are not being chased. They're running for their health. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. So, yeah. So, so we, th- so we kind of think at first. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, I want you to picture it, Drew. Jennifer Jason Lee is running. She's in her 80s sweats. She mm-hmm. has like a, you know towel headband thing yep. a sweatband yeah <laughs> and, and her hair is down it's not in a ponytail right uh-huh. you know and she, this is the song that she's writing to they hadn't they hadn't had pony tails yet not yet not <laughs> not an 81 not no an way 81. <laughs> okay here we go so just picture her running <laughs> she's running <laughs> yes this is a Joni Mitchell song called songs to aging children the title right there okay uh this is the okay. song that is on a continuous loop in the mind of the character of casey okay yes. so okay. whenever she's lonely and sad this song picks back up and plays throughout the whole movie i at one point wrote in my notes that the soundtrack was horrible and i think it was just because i kept hearing this song yes this was the song mm-hmm. and i love johnny mitchell my, like inopportune times i'm like yes imagine jennifer jason lee sitting in a chair Looking off out of the window and this playing. <laughs> yes, seriously. So it plays, I'm not kidding, it plays while she's folding laundry, it plays while she does her homework, she's looking out the window. It's very melodramatic and over the top. But I would say in 1981, if I was me mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, 25, like I am now, mm-hmm. I would be like, yes, Joni Mitchell Queen, yes, turn that up, yes. <laughs> You know, that was like a bop back in the day. Yeah. I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I probably was not. So immediately after the opening credits, we are bombarded with like a lot of food imagery. Okay. Immediately. Okay. Um, It is like Casey. She's eating pancakes for breakfast. Uh, She's going to lunch with her girlfriends. and, Mm -hmm. And one of them is a young Helen Hunt. Oh, really? You wouldn't be able to tell on the resolution that you watched, Rebecca. Right. But one of them is young Helen Hunt, and her mom is like, oh, I'll buy you a bathing suit if you can lose weight to fit into it. Her, the the main character's mom says this. No, no. this is uh, one of Helen Hunt. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the mom's like bribing her daughter to lose five pounds to get a designer bathing suit because she's too flabby. Mm-mm. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. And all the Let's other girls start. were like, I would lose five pounds for that designer bathing suit. Tee hee. <laughs> you know? And they all like definitely don't have five pounds to lose. No, they are yeah. all like young adolescent girls. I mean, they're yeah. probably like 15. Yeah. Probably, no, you yeah. don't have that. They're freshmen in high school. Right. You need to, so. you need to gain. You need to gain it. Right. When you're that age. <laughs> yes. But they're also like athletes. So I they're, pro- I probably just they're trigger, like trying out somebody. for cheerleading squad. They're and, like, dancers. Oh. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. They're just like in the extracurricular activities. They're like, the, if it was a movie now, they'd be like popular girls. Yeah. Right? It's mm-hmm. not like a social thing where they're like losers. Right. right. Like mm-hmm. they're pretty popular. They're just like 
hanging out at lunch, whatever. Uh, and Casey actually does go to try out for the cheerleading squad. And she there's like this creep guy that's like, ooh, yeah, I love the way you move, baby. And, and she just freezes like she doesn't know how to react to that. Yeah. And it's just like, what is happening right now? Why is this in here? We'll get to it okay. because mm-hmm. they explain it later. Now that I'm mm-hmm. talking it through, I understand because they're going to explain how all the things that they're setting up right. are based on this book about anorexia. It only takes 60 minutes to get to the explanation. <laughs> yes, we will get there much faster than this movie did. Of I'm already there, I believe. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Probably. But I was born in 81, so I've had a lot of time right. to figure you know, it out. You know. So Casey's family life isn't much better because at home she's pretty much ignored by everyone in her family. So she Mm -hmm. has a sister, and the sister's name is Gail. Yes. Okay. Gail is pregnant. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. The dad is, like, so pissed, right? Yeah. (laughs) Her mom, they're, like, eating dinner, trying to have normal conversation. Lots of dinner scenes. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, her mom just runs out of the room crying and screams. He's like, Gail's pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Dad, the dad is like, no. So then we see we have the worst girl. And mm-hmm. Casey is left as the best little yeah. girl. So okay. the worst big girl and the best little girl. Okay. You got it? Mm-hmm. So Gail mm-hmm. is really set up as like an antagonist to everything. And she's like, Dad, this is the 80s. I can raise a baby on my own. <laughs> but also, I'm going to live here. And he's like, Be quiet, you streetwalker. <laughs> <laughs> Because the dad only is at a level ten yelling, yeah. and he has like a weird like accent. All of his dialogue. He's is the there. one. He's the yeah. one in the the. He's cover. the one on the cover shouting <laughs> at his daughter to like eat a peanut oh, butter he, sandwich. Oh, he's shoving. He's like the eat food the into her mouth. Sandwich. Eat the peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> yes, uh, he loses it. He loses it because he doesn't understand. Because America doesn't understand at this point. They, right. Why wouldn't you eat? Why food? wouldn't you eat food? Right. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. if you've never heard of it. Right. Uh, and at this time, a lot of people never had. Yes. You know? I mean, I hadn't. Right. You hadn't heard about but it until just born. now. Yeah. So, like. <laughs> I've never heard of right, anorexia like, ever. Right. So, and if you have heard about it, it's probably incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You right. know? <laughs> so. If this is the movie you got all of your education <laughs> it from, is, yeah. it's wrong. Right. Uh, no, it was someone explaining the movie to me. Right. Where I got oh, sure. right. Oh, right. Uh, yes, I'm very inaccurate. Don't. If you send me corrections, that's great. Uh, I probably will get a lot of things wrong in this this uh, series, but I will do my best. That's what I'm here for. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She's here to keep me in check. If my jokes have gone too far, Rebecca will step in and say, "No, no, <laughs> no, no, Patrick, no, no, no. Uh, drink some more wine." So. I am. I'm drinking red wine. Okay, I've classed it up, everyone. Mm-hmm. Just in case you're curious. Instead of rose. So for the serious topic that this is. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So, uh, good old healthy red wine. As the whole family's fighting, Casey is just left at the table by herself, <laughs> and she's just like, you know, gets up from the table and walks upstairs. <laughs> she goes to her room, closes the door. And then she does crunches in front of the mirror. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, oh, not crunches, sit-ups. Because it's this... 81. Crunches didn't exist. Right. Sit-ups. Is this when she does them in front of the mirror or in her bed? 
uh, in her beds later. Oh, okay. In the hospital. Yes. You're right. Uh, but this is also a very mm-hmm. common thing in eating disorder movies. Like, they also have, like, compulsions to exercise, mm-hmm. um, to, like, burn off the calories of the things that they're, like, she might have ate a bite of right. chicken at dinner and, like, oh, no, get it uh, out. Get I it have out. to get, get it, it out. out. Yeah. Um, which, or work it off because she's not bulimic. Yes. And well, in not our, yet. like, they seem to merge a lot of symptoms and. Mm-hmm. Um, different things from different eating disorders. Oh yeah, as like a way to make it more dramatic. Yes, um, which yep. they don't really. Yeah, they don't understand what they're doing yet. They don't, they don't. Very problematic. So, <laughs> we are next at ballet rehearsal because you can't be uh, have an eating disorder in pop culture and not be a ballerina. You right. know, right. center stage. Correct. Correct. Well, that's the one movie I can think of, center stage, but. Any movie. Yeah, Black Swan. I mean, Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have people with eating disorders and then they're always ballerinas. So this is no exception. We have a Glenn Close knockoff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, one, uh, two, uh, three, uh, four. And she is like, <laughs> yeah, thank you, because I don't know any ballet terms. <laughs> yeah. I don't I think know. the screenwriters did either. Right. They they're just like, threw some stuff out there. Like downward dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And downward dog. So Casey, the, the Glenn Close knockoff is like, Casey, you're, you have a great dancer's body. You're doing great. But, you know, you could stand to lose a couple pounds. No more milkshakes for you, she says as Casey runs off. Yep. A real, real line. I was like, yeah. no yeah. more milkshakes. No more milkshakes. Instead for of like, you. goodbye. It's <laughs> no more milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Remember, no more milkshakes. Remember. Yes. Uh, which is crazy. And Casey is a dancer. So uh, that's like an accelerant for her weight loss. Like, she wants to be like a better dancer. Mm-hmm. So she needs to lose weight for that. And she talks to her family at dinner because all, all their talking happens at dinner. And she's like, oh, you know, fake Glenn Close told me to lose weight. I need to lose a few pounds. Right. And her dad's like, you're crazy. Uh, or he says, I wrote it down so I could quote it. He said, you've never given us any trouble. That's why we love you so much. Uh, quit dancing and be a good wife and mom someday. There it is. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic <laughs> 80s. Right. <laughs> Oh boy! So that's we go- what I was told when I was born in 1981. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to a party now. A good wife someday, Drew. <laughs> uh, at the party, they only play "Heartache Tonight" by the Eagles on a loop. So they have big money at the time. So they had, yeah. So they had some Eagles. Like, it's a Joni heartache tonight. Yes, and Casey's like drinking beer, and this guy like gets her to go to her car and smoke weed, and she's like, "Just say no." Even before Dare, she was mm. like, just say no. Mm-hmm. And he's like getting all handsy. And she's like, "Like, stop. Like, no, I don't want to do that. And he's like, well, you're a tease. And he leaves. Okay. Mm-hmm. He leaves, though. He does. He does. Yeah, right, because I thought it was going somewhere else. But that's a different Lifetime movie. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, we'll be covering that next week. Right, yeah. <laughs> but um, she, like, goes home after this incident happens. And she hops on the scale and then throws up in the toilet. Yes. Okay. okay. So now she's like showing signs of so bulimia. So now she's too. bulimia. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Bulimia. And I'm gonna jump a little bit. We we'll jump to Thanksgiving, uh, which is like the anorexia's like worst nightmare holiday because you know it's based around food. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do. So like they're carving a turkey and like you see like the knife slice through the turkey and then like the the slice of turkey falls and it's Casey's face and she's just like. <laughs> okay, I'm done with that bit. <laughs> no, don't. No. <laughs> 
but no, it's it accurate. Back. It's accurate. And the family's like joking, and Gail's like, they're like, haha, Gail's eating for two, and Casey's eating for none. Yeah. Which is weird. Wow. The That's whole movie, like, even her mom is kind of making jokes at, like, oh, you know, it wouldn't hurt to lose a few pounds. Like, right. I think. Like, just offhand comments. Like is it that. must. Was it just like. Because I just. I can't imagine a world where. Or imagine a time where, like, you didn't know about anorexia. Right. So uh, if that was the case, it would just be like. Oh, they don't eat a lot. Right. They're not that hungry. They're not hungry. Oh, you just, she just doesn't eat a lot. Like, no no biggies. Yeah. I mean, it's totally weird to think about. Right. Because it, we can't comprehend that. But it right. really was the case. Like, right. it, Karen Carpenter, like, is like the most famous anorexic for dying from anorexia. Uh, that doesn't happen for another six years. Mm. So her whole thing doesn't happen for six more years and that's when like america's like this is tragic and dangerous and can kill you before yeah. that and people are like so what they, ju- they, they don't just eat. don't eat as much the, mm-hmm. eat something you yeah. know yeah that is how they like think you can oh well, that's a, right. that's an easy disease to cure yeah just, just eat something instead of don't eat something right. exactly yeah. they were problematic children instead of like sick mm-hmm. children right. right it was yeah it was more just like yes. <laughs> those kids yeah, they just these kids these days they just don't they don't like to eat as much right hey they don't like to fucking eat as much exactly so <laughs> uh things escalate at the table and everyone starts screaming at each other and casey walks away and that song plays again she jumps on the scale and she's like taking off her shirt because she's like mm-hmm. oh no i weigh too much my clothes must be messing me up mm-hmm. and i brought a clip to play for you drew okay because i want you to first see the the body double we'll talk about the body double and i want you to just hear the dialogue okay because it's just very whatever of what we're talking about oh my god get up casey what have you done your bones Okay. <laughs> that was that is really out of sync. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Slammed the door slam. Yes. And then it's like <laughs> right. she actually does that. I mean that's the whole movie, Drew. This is what we go through for you. We watch yes. these movies so you don't yes, have to. Thank you. Really don't want just one because it's crazy it, out of sync. <laughs> for your own sanity. Yes. But basically the what that whole thing is like to set up is another trope, Drew, of these movies is seeing the back of the girl, the bony back of the girl, and uh-huh. being like, oh, my God, they've, they're they so skinny. What mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, that image is, like, a trigger for a lot of people with eating disorders because they don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. They don't see her as too skinny. They see that as, like, aspirational, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why these movies are problematic as like a cautionary tale because it's not a cautionary tale to somebody with an eating disorder. Right. right. They're like, I don't, that's fine. That's where I want to go. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Oh, she's 80 pounds. That's my goal. Right I want now. to be that, you know? Yeah. It, Cause it, it's very competitive disease. <laughs> it's a competitive disease. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. wow. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't think of it like that, but yeah. Yeah. I got, yeah. So the, the thing that's funny about this scene to me <laughs> Pivoting, (laughs) doing a hard pivot. Uh, I love that uh, Casey calls her sister fat (laughs) because she's pregnant. And I'm like, 
She's pregnant, though. She's pregnant, <laughs> so though. That's very rude, Casey. <laughs> you should... Like, you're she's growing jealous. a yeah, human. She's growing a human. You're just jealous of me. <laughs> she's like, your bones. Isn't that crazy? Your baby. Yeah, but Drew, that's how everyone talks in this movie. <laughs> Did you have anything to say about that scene before I move on, Rebecca? Because you brought it up before we were taping. I don't. Okay, we covered it. Nailed <laughs> that's, it. That's it. <laughs> so this is the catalyst to get the mom to be like, okay, something's really wrong. They mm. go to the doctor, okay? Um, he weighs her. Yes, okay. he does. Do you remember how much he he said she weighs? No, eighty six point three pounds. That's a that's she's tiny. in high school. That's a small she's person. She's a fifteen year old high yeah. schooler. That's very eighty six pounds. Mm-hmm. I was never eighty six pounds. I like, mean, ever. at some point I, you were. No, no, I don't think. I think <laughs> you just jumped. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, what's interesting? There was is, like five minutes that I was like eighty six pounds. Right. Maybe. This is where. <laughs> The doctor starts mansplaining, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not really mansplaining because people at in this time period didn't know what anorexia was. I think mm. he is, he's the necessary character that has all of the information that has come about by 1981. Gotcha. Yes. Um, I brought a clip of what he says. It's, it's like... Great. They took mm-hmm. all of the statistics they could find, mm-hmm. and that was his dialogue. Put it into one, one monologue. Yes. So we'll play that, and then we'll we'll poke holes in like what's inaccurate right. in 2019. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Anorexia nervosa, self-starvation. Usually, it's found in an adolescent who feels she has no control over anything in her life, so she denies her hunger in order to have control over at least one thing: her body. Also has something to do with the fear of growing up, of uh, sexuality. Anorexia girls lose their breasts, stop having periods. In general, they revert to a childlike system. It's a very serious disease. Last year, 5,000 girls died from anorexia nervosa. Casey's never had a sick day in her life. Joanne, it's not caused physically. So I, I'm gonna. Can I throw my guesses out of what's wrong? Yes, please. Of sure. What is incorrect? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> um, the, the sexual part, I think, is very wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Def, like very wrong, and then the um, self-starvation, like other known as self-starvation. Like you're not. I don't feel like anyone who's anorexic is purposefully like starving that feel like it's it's like a i mean you you, that is what is happening but that's not the goal for that like you know that it's like no i just want to lose weight and this is how i'm doing it so i think that would depend case to case sure sure okay yeah um different things trigger different eating disorder habits yeah um what I will agree with is the issue of control. Um, yeah, that one sounds when, correct. Yeah. When especially young people don't mm. have any control over anything in their life, the one thing they do have control over is what goes into their body Yeah, right. most of the time. Um, so if that's the one thing that they can control, that's what they're going to do. And the side effect then is going to be losing weight, not necessarily right. like that's their goal. Um, yeah, that, I guess that's what I meant by the starvation. Yes. Like it's that's the side effect of it, but it's yes. not like oh, I'm self-starving. I'm going to starve myself. Right, 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 right. 
um, <clears throat> the fear of growing up. I don't think I've ever no. heard that as that's a ridiculous. Not that, until well, that, this movie. Well, that goes with the sexual like, thing, right? Like I feel right. like that's the same. Well, because right. it's the side effect of having an eating disorder. If you're it's, going through it at that at that time where you're going through puberty, right. you're gonna your period's gonna stop. You're gonna stop developing mm-hmm. because your body's not nourished to go through the process of puberty. Mm-hmm. Right. You right. know, it's the same. Like, um, it's not the same as like gym gymnasts. Right. But when they are training so hard, they don't start puberty until much later mm-hmm. in age mm-hmm. because they're suppressing that part of their uh, system. Oh, gotcha. So when you're not eating enough, it's also suppressing that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Our bodies are so crazy, you know, what is, that they can what do are that. These disgusting <laughs> meat bags that we have oh my walking God. around with. So just, <laughs> just so fragile. And they, well, <laughs> yes. So um, the mansplaining happens here. And yes, I have, I just raised my hand. Just I know. So the listeners know. <laughs> <laughs> Just That's a first hand raise. I want to thank you. That ever. is thank you. Okay. So, so he's uh, diagnosing her with anorexia here. Yes. Um, which still, by today's medical guidelines, is not diagnosable mm-hmm. officially until a patient has lost like twenty percent of their body weight, which is when you're already fit. Like your organs are already starting to fail. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. So. That's something like uh, recently the medical field, they're trying to change these guidelines because anorexia is more of a behavioral Right. It's disorder. more psychological, right? Yeah. So right. Then um, waiting for the physical side effects to show up. Right. Because right. by that time, it's, like it's, too late. it's almost too late. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very dangerous to look at it that way because it is... It's it's totally. It is psycholo- I mean, it, it's one hundred psychological. It is like it's one hundred percent psychological. Well, the 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 effects of it are are physical, physical but, but the reason right, right is right. psychological. Right. Okay, so let's breeze through this because we're almost at thirty minutes, and I'd like to get like some talking points at the end. So, uh, Casey, this movie went on forever. Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. really does. So Casey's parents um, are now aware of the. Of what anorexia nervosa is, they do think it's contagious, <laughs> and you know they're just totally wrong about a lot of things. It's but really not. It's really not. So they find like laxatives and diet pills and suppositories in Again, Casey's room, combining all of these yeah. different, different. No, that's a different one. Yeah. Side like different mm-hmm. symptoms, different right. triggers, stuff. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. And they. <laughs> This is when the dad's like, I've had enough of this. He takes Casey downstairs. He starts making a peanut butter sandwich. He's like, I hate peanut butter sandwiches. He's like, you're going to eat this sandwich. He's like, you're going to eat this sandwich. Everybody is shouting. Everyone's shouting. The mom's shouting. Gail's like, you know, like crying because her sister called her fat. Uh, and, and Casey like. You're just jealous. Bites her dad's hand instead of eating the sandwich. Like, that's how much she's, like, not trying to eat that sandwich, yeah. you know? Yeah, but you got to bite it. So they they realize that they've come to a point where they can't really take care of her, okay? So they're going to admit her to a hospital. Mm. Which, in this movie, eating disorder treatment seems more like forced rehab. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very much a girl-interrupted you're crazy yes. yeah. in a psych ward you, type of you're, life. You're hysterical or something yeah. and like mm-hmm. a, and then puts the things on your head and yeah. shock, the shock jams. Right. Yeah. 
And Casey uh, calls her family from the hospital. She she gets like assigned a caseworker, and he's mm-hmm. like a New York kind of guy. I think his name, I forget what his name is, um, but he's like gonna he's like gonna do therapy with her basically mm-hmm. and kind of get her better. And Again, statistics start turned into dialogue. Right. All yeah. that is just All like dialogue about the disease, like from a textbook. Gotcha. From 1970, whatever. So, you know, <laughs> it's not necessarily accurate. So Casey is like telling her parents, she's like, I'm better now. I'm alone. I don't want to be here. And she's like crying. And her parents hang up on her. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I said, rehab. <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, she's too far gone. It's like, no. Click. Too bad. And she's like, hello, hello. Such a shame. She tries to escape and she can't get out the door because she's so weak from not eating. She faints. Mm-hmm. Fainting. Big trope oh, of yeah. these movies. Trope. <laughs> I think she Baby. faints like three times in this movie. Yeah. Okay. At least. At least. Because uh, we missed the part where she like walked around and was stealing the laxatives and she like fainted in the store or whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so Casey is spending time in the eating disorder ward or whatever we're going to call it. And she meets this girl named Carol. And Carol is like the best eating disorder girl. Okay. <laughs> Again, being competitive, she's like, oh, if you're going to do it, you better do it right, like me. Oh, okay. And she, like, teaches her all the tricks of, like, how to, like, get out of, like, I don't know, eating stuff. Yeah. Oh, how to, like. Like, how to walk with her IV bag so she can burn off whatever she eats. Yeah. Like. Mm -hmm. All the tricks. And she's like, I eat whatever I want, and I just throw it up. And Casey's like, really? People do that? People do that? That's a thing? And this is the thing, Drew. Mm Mm-hmm. Girls watching this movie in 1981 are like, oh, people do that. I should try that. You know? Right. Yeah. You would have never thought of it Mm -hmm. unless somebody (laughs) told you about it. Right. It's not a natural thing for you to think of. This is an eating disorder school. Basically. I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. because then Casey starts kind of doing that too. Um, And the girl, Carol, is like, I want, I just want to be like the best anorexic there ever was. Like, that's the line she says. Mm hmm. That's a line? Yeah, it is. I, I mean, I have it in quotes. Oh, wow. And Casey's like, I want to be the best, too. And she starts, this is when she's doing her sit-ups in bed. Yeah, Again, yeah. And uh, they're holding, like, fruit, so they look like they're eating. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work out for Carol. She dies, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. She overdoses on pills? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. I think... I don't remember. I'm confusing so she, the two movies she probably just had yeah, like, yeah. She probably had like two Advil and uh, then... Okay. Yeah. Done. Like, but done. no. <laughs> so Casey gets another escape attempt and she like rips out her feeding tube and goes mm-hmm. outside the hospital. It's like raining and she's like just trying to get out of there. She doesn't yeah. want to be there. Mm-hmm. She's so disoriented and weak that she collapses in the rain and the doctor comes and like picks her up. Mm-hmm. The, psych- the psychologist. Mm-hmm. And this is another trope. The man savior mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the person struggling with the eating disorder is always going to be saved by a man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. physician yes. who's going to like take care of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got, okay. I got this. Yeah. So their last resort is family therapy. Mm-hmm. That's the last resort. The doctor's like, well, I've tried everything. I guess we'll get the family in here. Right. <laughs> and talk things through. The reason for this probably. Yeah, and probably. as the 
Gail, the sister's like she admits that she's like a terrible sister and she's very selfish. The the dad's like, you know, he he doesn't really listen. The mom's like she's like argumentative. And then they all start yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. The three of them start yelling at each other. Like crazy yelling. Yes. And then Casey is she looking looks, out the window. She looks out the window. The last seven minutes of this movie were the longest seven minutes of my life. <laughs> yeah, because they probably played this song the two entire more times. seven. Yeah, minutes. the whole. And and the doctor's like, "Stop, everyone, look over at Casey." And they're like, "Huh?" And they look over, <laughs> and there's you know she's just sitting there, <laughs> and. Uh, and then they're like, Casey, do you have something to say? And she's like, I just want you to love me. But I, oh, yeah, that's she's like, I is. hate my family, but I want them and I hate wanting them. And it's very like, oh, mm-hmm. that's oh. all I got. <laughs> right. She's just so neglected that she just did it for attention is kind of what the movie is like right. implying. They don't say that, but it's like uh, kind of what the whole reasoning is behind her psychosis for this you know yeah Yeah. so the film closes with dr clay that's his name dr clay Mm -hmm. um him and casey are in the cafeteria and he's like i'm eating some ice cream would you like a bite of ice cream and she's like i don't i don't know if i can i don't know if i can and she takes the bite and then she like giggles and he like laughs and And she notices he has two of everything on his tray yeah she she starts eating. Yeah, she starts eating ice the cream. ice cream. And then that's the end. Okay? She's cured. Now, ice cream is a big trope of these movies, Joe. <laughs> You'll come to find out. You'll come to find out that ice cream cures everything. It anything, really does. Anything you were thinking about ice cream? It's like, you scream, ice cream, we all scream for ice cream. We all scream for yep. ice cream. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what this movie was basically saying. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? <laughs> it will um, save your life. Yes. Ice cream goes right through me. So <laughs> it's not really like. <laughs> so, so you don't need cream? the laxatives. I don't. Yeah. No. No, I just eat ice cream. That wraps up our conversation about Best Little Girl in the World. Um, Rebecca, do you have anything? Or I'll leave it to you to uh, pour it up or put a cork in it. But this is your, t- your floor to say anything you'd like to about the movie or anything like that um, as well. <laughs> So I never went to inpatient treatment right. like Casey did. Um, but the the people who I know who have, mm-hmm. in today's understanding of eating disorders, they understand that you have to have a support system in order to heal yeah, um, or at least get to a place where you are living and not the eating disorder is living for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something that the these movies so far have not shown at all. Yeah, they don't they, they don't have that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. They cut the they cut the patient off entirely from the people who are mm-hmm. supposed to be their support system. So they really have no chance of success once they're outside of the treatment center. So right. uh if you are struggling, if you are doing that, like look for the support system. Yeah. Don't let yourself get cut off from that. Right. And it um, sounds like that it's a lot of family issues. So your support system is not your family. Like, not always. Not always. Like if that's the in case. In this case, probably. In, probably. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this movie also, like, her dad got mad uh, 
I think it was after she stole laxatives or Mm -hmm. something. And uh, he took it as like a personal attack. Like her eating disorder was a personal attack on him, which is another thing that keeps coming up in these movies Uh is that somebody is uh, not who they really are and is attacking the people around them. They're acting out out of like, uh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to show you that you're not great. You know, weird. It is a weird way to like portray that. (laughs) I mean, I wonder if that does ha- like. Ma- Do you think this happens in the real world? Because I can say yes, it does. Probably okay. Um, okay, so yeah. it's like people being like, like almost offended that that like yeah. if someone well would right because have- it's an act of rebellion against control that someone else is trying to put on you right right okay I got you yeah yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. so pour it up and put a cork in it I'll girl put a fucking cork in it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Drew, what about you? What do you Yeah, gonna I'm going to put a cork in it. Yeah. Mainly because of that one line where it's just like, it's a sexual thing. It's like, no, it isn't. It is not. That's right. horrible. Fuck off. And maybe it was for like one case or, I mean, there are probably cases that sure. can prove the opposite, but right. it's, uh, it would be a symptom of something bigger. It's way right. deep. I mean. The, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Great. I am also going to put a cork in this one and here's why so even though this movie brought a lot of awareness at the time i think that it also didn't really uh it was more of a disservice than Mm -hmm. a service because there's no real resolution in the story right and we like well there is ice cream it's ice cream and (laughs) Ice cream is the answer. It's dangerous to put that out there because then people use this as a a point of like this is the bar of what I need to do if mm-hmm. I want to be in uh, if I want to have an eating disorder. Th- it kind of like sets you up to like see yeah, sure. what you need to do yeah, as like a laundry list of like okay I'm gonna not I'm gonna take laxatives or I'm gonna do whatever. Um, and also the movie like exploits like people. So like I talked about the body double. Mm -hmm. She was actually according to comments on YouTube. So take this with a grain of salt. She was a dancer and she was a body double and she was like a a very uh, dangerous part of her disease where she could be a body double as an interactive person. And she died before the movie and like got released. Oh shit. From her, from the disease. Um, (laughs) God, and you know so it's like an urban legend about that that character but it's just showing like the production didn't care to get that person like actual help to get better that you know they were just like we need a skinny person Mm -hmm. like hey you're very skinny yeah um so that's kind of problematic and then also the the people of the time this is a real headline from people magazine um when the movie was originally released the headline is an aspiring hollywood heavyweight Jennifer Jason Lee lands a fat role as an anorexic. Oh my God. That's the title of the article. So that's the time. That's what we're dealing with in that time period. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, this movie is problematic, but I think the world was problematic at that time. Yeah, I think everything was. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, put a cork in it for sure. Yes. I will say there's one thing that, uh, is good that came out of this movie was Strangers with Candy did a, a parody of this. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, that's, that's probably why you know it because right. like it's like Jerry Blank mm-hmm. is like get is she gets an eating disorder but not really she's just like starving herself for attention literally. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it it parodies it does the whole song and everything and 
they change the lyrics and it's like yeah you're fat 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 <laughs> um i couldn't find a clip because they don't have it on streaming yeah uh but highly recommend feather in the wind by strangers with Blue candy uh great steven gobert so jerry uh what's her name amy sedaris amy sedaris yeah Wonderful. Okay, before we go, we of course have to do a candidate to lighten the mood. Lighten so, the mood. Yes, up. thank you both for for diving in. Thank you, listeners, for you know sticking with us. Uh, if this is something that you're interested in and you want to talk about, you know, reach out to us on social media. We're mm-hmm. always here to talk these things out. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but for now, let's do a candidate. What you say, Candace Cameron Bray, the segment where we watch Candace's Instagram and we talk about it. We follow her so you don't have to. So don't do it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a clip. Candace has been uh, on a social media hiatus because she was like working too much and her life is hard. So here is the clip and we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Candace's car chronicles. Oh. Man, it's been a long time since I've said that. Feel like I'm never even driving because I'm never even at home. But she I'm does this today. while she's driving. And she says she's parked. I'm gonna go work out with Kira. I'm very excited about that. And then having a family day. Sunday barbecue day. Not really barbecuing because it's kind of cold here. But friends and family coming over. We're all cooking. It's gonna be a good day. Cause this is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Wishing you all a great Sunday. Candace is very upset. I'm not, I am Leslie, not upset. Because that piece <laughs> of steak back there it's is... It's just getting the well done treatment yeah, for Kira. well done for me. <laughs> okay. So Candace had a barbecue mm. with her friends. Mm-hmm. That's her That's her, um, her fitness trainer. trainer. Mm-hmm. Yes, she loves her. Mm-hmm. And that woman had a new app out and Candace was like, download the app. Do fitness with me. Um, Boom, rich. Yes, Boom, exactly. Rich. She's like, oh, okay, I'm rich now. Mm-hmm. But I love that Candace, first of all, is like, I'm having a barbecue. And then it's like one piece of meat on a grill. <laughs> There's like two people. <laughs> two people. Yep. One steak, you know. Poor girl. And Candace, I guess, <laughs> likes her steak medium or rare. Mm-hmm. And is offended by the well doneness of the steak. I mean, I'm gonna side with Candace Cameron Bure at on least this on, one. The steak. on the steak. On the steak for sure. What I love is that the the girl Kira is like Candace is so mad, and Kira's like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Though. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> she has to. Be, I'm always happy. She has to rejoice <laughs> exactly in the day that the Lord has and made and be glad in it. It's true. It's true. Uh, it's just funny to me that she's like, I'm not mad. <laughs> Can I comment on that? That that like. Rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, is re- one of the most redundant fucking things when you <laughs> like when you say <laughs> oh because rejoice and be glad mean the same thing. Well, just you're like let's let's rejoice. 
also, let's be glad that we're rejoicing. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh boy, Candace. Well, that's, that's more not making fun of Candace Cameron. Right? That's making fun of like language. the Bible and yes. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, great. <laughs> Yep. Well, great. You know, if we haven't offended anyone by this point in the podcast, there you go. There it is. There you go. I um, just made fun of the Bible. What? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So um, I think that that wraps up this conversation. Uh, just one more thing about people. Um, not people. If you need help or support with anorexia or bulimia and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, whoa, I have a problem or uh I'm feeling triggered. Uh, you can call 1-800-931-2237 for support, 24-hour hotline for someone to talk to about Ooh, these problems. Wow. So, yes, please do that if you are struggling with that. Because, you know, you might not even realize, like, you might have, like, not, uh, you might have had some problem in, like, your teens and now you're, like, 40 and you're like, oh, well, I'm feeling weird now or whatever. I mean, because, mm-hmm. right, you, yeah. do you, I don't think you ever really get over an eating disorder. No. So well, because it's a psych. I mean, that's what it, it's a psychological thing. I mean, you got to get it. It's you, it's always you always have to treat. Yes. Yeah, you have to take care it. of yourself. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. So take care of yourselves. It's just like depression, just like any of those things. Right. It's like you got to keep keep on it. Right. right. Keep because on it's it a psychological time. disorder that uh, America is really weird about. Yes. Really weird about it. Talking about mm-hmm. yeah. And it's weird talking about it with you guys because it's something I've look, been looking forward to doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like very nervous about like, I don't know, just like saying the wrong thing or like offending someone. Right. When, you know, it's something that like I personally experience as well. So mm-hmm. like, you know, we're all dealing with this together. And like, I, I'm, I'm hoping this helps someone, yes. you know, that's the point. And also mm-hmm. to talk about the tropes of these crazy movies because yeah. they're very problematic. <laughs> they're also so to make you laugh. <laughs> sure. Uh, so Rebecca, do you have anything like to plug or say in this time of the end of the podcast? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at freezer, F-R-E-S-E-R underscore. Um, again, check out my blog, uh, RebeccaReads.com and the Lifetime Uncorked blog. Yeah. Mm, Drew, yeah. how about you? You can find me, uh, Drew Butt with Pants. On Instagram, and uh, oh, also I was recently on a um, I was a guest on our 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 favorite gals yeah. who do Hallmark stuff. Yes, they do. Uh, the uh, Happily Never After uh, podcast. I was on. I was a guest on there. We had a blast. It was very fun. I yep. listened to it today before I came over here. That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, check it out on there. Oh, and my band, Little Limbos. Check us out. Check it out. <laughs> On Spotify and all those things. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. And thank you, listeners, for checking back in with Lifetime and Court. We watch these movies so you don't have to. But if you do, we'd love to hear from you. You can follow me at Patrick Miguel or the podcast at Lifetime and Court. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Okay. I think that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.